thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, my name is Brad Gilley. I uh, work with Sirius XM NASCAR radio and the Performance Racing Network, uh, basically talking about NASCAR and racing on the radio, which is a lot of fun. And I'm thrilled to be here with this. Uh, joining us now, this is Steel Racing Products and they're a technology company that specializes in designing and manufacturing innovative cooling products for performance vehicles. And I'll tell you about our two panelists real quick and we'll get into the discussion. And if you have a question, you could use the chat feature at the bottom. Just type in your question, and we'll try and certainly get to as many as uh, of them as we can, if not all of them. And also, if you need more information or if you want to contact them directly, you can always go to epartrade.com if you've not signed up yet. It only takes a minute or so to do that, and uh, you could actually go to the Steel Racing Products page and contact them directly from there. But our two panelists, Andy Wagner, is the president, and uh, his bio: he's influenced and inspired at a young age to fill the technical shoes of his father, Robert Steele Wagner, the namesake of Steele Racing Products, and its affiliates. After graduating from the University of Arizona's Eller College of Management, Andy formed Steele in 2013 with the central focus of brake, tire, and gearbox cooling systems for NASCAR. And today, Steele provides top race teams around the world with high-performance brushless radiator fans, brake blowers, and helmet pumpers, along with numerous custom solutions for industries outside of racing. And Pedro Perez, LP, is a product manager born in Puerto Rico. LP started in amateur racing and kart racing at a young age. Then from there, he transitioned to SCCA Puerto Rico Street Touring Racing while pursuing a master's in aircraft management systems from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. And Pedro brings his passion for automotive racing and technical aero management experience and applies it every Every day at Steel. So, gentlemen, uh, welcome to uh, Online Racing Industry Week. Really appreciate y'all's participation. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, let's just dive into exactly what you guys do. And uh, if you go to the Steel Racing uh, webpage, obviously, um, uh, just a plethora of things as far as cooling goes. And, and I know brushless is a big part of that. So, um, if you wouldn't mind starting, what is the difference between brushless versus brushed fans? Sure, sure. Uh, brushed fans have been around a very long time, and it's really the industry standard in terms of commercial use in, uh, you know, buses and uh, uh, oil and gas, and really everything that our our cars, normal cars that drive on the road, use. Uh, brushless systems are are fairly new in a sense of being utilized as high performance systems. They require an additional layer of uh, a controller. So it's not as simple as uh, putting power and ground to it. Uh, there's some uh, tech that goes on be behind it where you have a, a hardware component that uh, is giving it logic. And uh, that system in itself has to synchronously run uh, in parallel with the, uh, the fans spinning the motor, uh, the motor efficiency, the, uh, the blade curvature, everything. Uh, there's a lot of a lot more variables to take into account, but if you get that uh, really nice sweet spot in a brushless system, you have not only performance uh, gains, but you have reliability and longevity. Um, for example, typically on average, a, a brushed motor radiator fan would last about 5,000 hours of duty cycle. Uh, a brushless system can go upwards of 50,000 hours of duty cycle. So you get much more longevity uh, just by running a much better and efficient uh, uh, fan system. So you know what, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, yep, sorry about that. Uh, so we've applied that in all of our products. 
um, it, it really started with the, um, the brake cooling systems. And uh, back in 2013, it was very, very simple. Uh, we would pre-program these fans before they'd leave the shop. We'd do them in a way that was uh, easily accessible for race teams to just plug and play. Uh, now, uh, as uh, uh, ECUs are getting more sophisticated and uh, there's things like CAN bus that and uh, 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 PWM uh, interfaces that they want to tie these fans and control them in their cars, we've upped our level of having better interfaces where racers can really fine tune the fans to be uh, performant and provide some uh, uh, critical gains in, in key areas of uh, aerodynamics too. So it's more than just flipping a switch and moving air. There's actually right. an efficiency to it and everything else that you have to do, right? Exactly, and it's, a, and it's an ancillary component to all the other peripherals in your race car. So if you have an accelerometer that you're turning you know, a certain way, well, you can tell a fan to go and speed up a certain speed. You know, There's really interesting logic that you can do. And I think you know, the world of racing, it's barely scratched the surface of what forced air can do for your uh, race car. When it comes to cooling and when it comes to, again, moving air and the efficiencies of it, I mean, if you peruse through your website at Steel Racing Products, you'll see any number of different, not only styles of fans, but fan housings as well and all of that. So can you speak to really how this benefits the racing industry who is always looking to very efficiently uh, make things happen that is going to improve their performance? Sure, sure. Uh, one of the biggest things in, uh, you know, stepping away from focusing solely on NASCAR is uh, NASCAR is used to making custom things, custom housings. You, you make a part and, uh, you know, they'll make it work. They'll make it fit. Uh, when you start going into other industries like off-road and SCCA racers or IMSA racing, the GT cars out there, uh, there's a little bit more of conformity required. Uh, for how we build our fan system. So we've, uh, with our Gen 4 brake blower, we have uh, basically a, an adapter setup that you can uh, swap out a firewall mounted flange or an inline three inch uh, uh, adapter. So it can really go in all the generic areas of a race car so you can uh, not be limited by making a custom carbon whatever uh, and that's actually allowed a lot more uh, traction for people to accept uh, a, a new kind of system like that into their car. You know, uh, just focusing on, say, brake cooling, for example. Um, you know, obviously, no one wants their brakes to fail on them. And, and you can certainly help not only with the failure points, but also just simply the fact that it's going to work consistently uh, throughout the, the course of a race. And, and we all see the nice glowing rotors and all of those things that look really cool. But I'm sure you guys are trying to stop that from happening as well. Oh, yeah. What does that yeah. mean to a racer? I mean, as far as performance goes, how do your cooling systems really help them see gains on the racetrack? Yeah. Yes. So that is a great uh, question. And right there, uh, you save not only uh, time, uh, but money as well. Uh, the uh, brake calipers, for example, we, in the very beginning, we had our, our first system that we went and uh, uh, put our brake cooling fans on a, on a time attack Subaru STI car. That was, you know, it's, it was a, uh, for its, uh, its time back then, it was really a fast vehicle and it would do one lap around uh, the track up here in Firebird, Firebird Raceway up in Phoenix. 
uh, rotors would already be glowing. You know, it's like, you know, they're already hot. So this was without any fan system. So we, uh, okay, let, you know, let's put our fan system in there, do the same thing, let everything kind of normalize. Uh, the rotor temp prior was around, uh, seen about 1600F. I mean, it was hard breaking, it was just hot. Uh, we put our fan system in line and it dropped down in one lap down to uh, 850F. So just with forced air. So, you know, it's typical that you see race cars have uh, NACA ducts that route air uh, to your brakes or to your tires, but you're really losing all the gains when you're slowing down, you know, when you really need it. So it's kind of counterproductive. It's something, but it's nothing like forced air. Uh, you know, the other advantages as well is uh, when you really have a, a templated race style, like, you know, stock car racing or uh, where a vehicle is in a known track where it's going to be on, these fan systems can be used for aerodynamic advantages. Uh, so we're talking like, you know, one fan can produce up to 40 pounds of downforce, uh, you know, and to a race car and to a team that's, you know, shaves either fractions of a second off their lap time. And, you know, it gets them a little bit farther ahead. Uh, and it also means too, that they don't have to, uh, they get longer stints on their tires and calipers as well. So it means great deal. So they're performance critical. So we have to keep our standards very high in our technology that we build and the integration uh, so that it doesn't fail halfway through. Well, I also want to add that as a, on the aspect of a race car driver, you know, having that, knowing that I can push the car a little bit farther down because when I hit those brakes, those brakes are not going to fade, will allow me to get an advantage into another car that's even coming to a turn and I'm, I'm looking to make a pass at this point. And knowing that I can push the car past my, my normal braking point because I know my brakes are not gonna fade is, is something really amazing and something really great for the whole industry. That's where most of the advantage you receive as, not just only as all the components and all it does, it just at the race, um, what you gain from having brake zone being cooled down. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember a couple of years ago in NASCAR, all of a sudden we started seeing rules in the rule book about brake fans and different things like that because of the aerodynamic advantage they were finding. At what point um, did you guys start realizing that and did it change your business a little bit? Now it's not just about uh, moving air and keeping things cool. It is about moving air, but it's moving air in a way that has two purposes now. Yes, uh, I, I will say that, you know, I don't want to say that we were the reason for, for uh, uh, that rule change, but it, there is a very heavy influence of what we do that's very different than any other system out there. Uh, and it's such a, such a uh, niche type specialty skill that there really isn't anybody else that uh, can provide that. Uh, what we've done to adapt with the rule changes is uh, you look at the rule book. <laughs> well, and a different, also another thing that is, is something that had to be said before, um, um, most of the, the, I want to say most, but everybody in the industry makes fans working out of CFM and all they worry about is CFM. Our fans are not based on the CFM, our fans are based out of pressure. Um, there's more of, you know, having CFM, yeah, on a bench test, it will do a great test. 
But once you put it in real life where you have Dirac coming from the ram air and getting into the car, passing through the radiator, um, um, <clears throat> creating impedance, also the radiator shroud creating negative pressure, all of those together will change dramatically how the fans operate. So our fans, you know, we base them on pressure other than CFM. That's where most of the advantage that we get out of the fans are from. Yeah, that's an innovative way of thinking as well. Andy Wagner is the president for Steel Racing. Pedro Perez LP is the product manager. If you want to ask a question, you can do so in the chat and type in your question. We do have one for you gentlemen as well. This comes from Nelson Watkins says, what type of horsepower is required to power a typical brake cooling system? So the, these vary, uh, and uh, basically on our on our website we have three generic options of preset speeds. So a seven amp, a ten amp, and a fifteen amp version uh, all run through a twelve to fourteen volt system that you can just plug directly in. Uh, there is a, for the custom race car builder, there is an option to just uh, talk directly to our fan system that we can help walk a customer through that. Uh, whether it be on a dial or potentiometer, uh, there's also that. So you have basically a zero to 100% scale uh, effect of where you wanna tune it to be. Yeah, the horsepower is not a limitation in to where you're gonna pull down. Um, as Andy was saying earlier, we've been hearing a lot on the off-road industry. Um, that's where I come into play most of the time. And on the off-road industry, we're, waiting, um, we're dealing with not an alternator, we're dealing with stators, where the power is reduced. One Another key factor from our company is that we have the soft starts, where fans will basically will not create a, a voltage spike at startup. So regardless how much power or energy the car is producing, will not be affected by the utilization of a fan. As far as being um, user-friendly, you know, you, I mean, you talk about obviously the efficiencies of moving the air, but also the different things that you can do to deliver an amount of air or a pressure that you want at certain times or not at certain times. For someone who might not have an advanced degree, for someone who might just be trying to find a better way to make their race car work, how simple is this to learn? Well, it's super simple in, in the fact that we test every day. We test our fans. We put them through different aspects, we put them different um, real life scenarios. So whenever you're gonna go get a fan from us, we will ask you a few questions about what you, what your intent to use with the fan, what you wanna do with the fan. And we take care of that um, logistics for you. Once you get, once you tell us what you want, we'll give you a product. Our product, as I said, it, as Andy was saying initially, our product is a smart product. So. Let's say that you initially wanted something to do or the fan to do certain things. And now you decided, hey, you know what? I'm not, I learned more, I got more advantage for it. I want something different. You can send that fan back and that fan can be reprogrammed again to do whatever now you need. So there's no actual need to be like mathematically, hey, I need, I, I need this type of pressure or not. You tell us what you need and we'll provide you the product. Like, user-friendly plug-and-play. How how race car specific 
uh, are these products? I mean, I think of an off-road truck and obviously running out in the desert, in the dirt and all of that. And I know people have screens in front of things and all of that to try and protect from debris. And maybe that debris is going to be different than what you see on a road course, which could be different than what you see on an NASCAR oval or something like that. But when it comes to the consideration of those things and things that could potentially fail the product, um, what sets you guys apart? Absolutely. Uh, so one big thing I want to mention, too, is uh, on the mechanical side, we really set ourselves apart from everybody else by producing an all metal fan design, even the, the rotor blade itself. Uh, and these are uh, fairly small systems. They're three and a half inches in diameter. So building uh, and designing a, a rotor blade and uh, cutting that uh, you know, out of a five axis CNC is, is a, no small feat. And doing it efficiently, you know, you know, thousands of times over. So, we understood from a, a business perspective that mechanics can be reverse engineered; they can be uh, copied. Uh, but the industry really is after uh, a more technical solution, and that's where our IP core is at. It's in the software. It's in that logic brain that you can't get into unless. Uh, you know, unless there's, you know, permissions through our company. Uh, it can be replicated, but there's a, uh, there's a much, there's a, there's a huge uh, barrier to entry uh, trying to step into that realm. So uh, we've just integrated kind of a nice suite of mechanical and software together and offered it to uh, the racing world. Uh, but now we're offering more general uh, not hardcore pro, you know, cup series stuff all, all the time. Uh, our radiator fans are a perfect example. Uh, they're exactly um, uh, just the same form factor and sizing of a small fan or a Maradine fan, or, you know, it's, it's one of those that can be replaced directly with one of those systems, but it has our core IP in it. In terms also of protection, our, our fans also come with IPA68. So that is the highest rating that you can get on this fan. This is not a, this is certification IPA68. It's not just words saying it. Um, one thing that, that, that I was laughing when you, um, Andy was commenting about the uh, metal blades is, um, I remember doing a demonstration to one of the race teams and we were talking about one of the bird blowers and I'm, I have the fan holding it on my hand and talking to them on, on a desk and they're just playing with the power on it and all of a sudden they started sucking the paperwork from the desk and it was shredding it. it the fan was not affected at all, but the rest of the office was confetti all over the place. So um, these fans, um, is other than the IPA68 and the other testing that we have done for failing, the best test that this fan has done has been their endurance through NASCAR, where they've been sucking tire, tire treads as they go in. They've been getting all sorts of debris at really high temperature or really high speeds and have not felt at all of them. We have one Baja team that been using one of their fans mm -hmm. and has 5,000 race miles through Baja itself, other than the best in the desert and um, King of the Hammer and have not a single problem yet have not even a failure on the fan. This, wow, that, that, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that that's pretty fascinating. I, I do love the paper shredding story, by the way. That's uh, <laughs> that, that, 
I have many stories. Some some involve blood, but yeah, I won't go into that one. <laughs> That sounds fair. You know, we talk about your brake cooling systems and you mentioned the radiator fans as well. You know, for, and look, I know racers don't really take many things for granted when it comes to the performance of their race car. Um, but if someone looks at it and says, well, we just need to stick a radiator fan on there. Why do they need to stick a steel racing products radiator fan on their car? Well, um, one thing that I, I want to explain, and I, I, I brought a, a, a radiator type here demonstrations and let me pull it out really quick here so this you know this this is a custom built steel performance one is old i'll build it but um there's a a lot of factors that influence when you have a, a car um, a car I, I talked about it earlier so as you driving your car you you're getting ram air pushing to the radiator getting a cooling effect but at the same time, you have a radiator on the back. Most of the CFM-based fans will just create airflow. That airflow is not enough to counteract the pressure being built by the ram air. So the fan will actually become a blockage. So instead of getting air pushing out of the fan, the fan blade itself is producing an impedance. It's just like you have put a block of paper in front of the fan. Only when that ram air gets reduced, then that fan starts operating again. Also, the, the shrouds of the fan itself creates negative pressure. The radiator creates impedance. So having a, a, a radiator a fan produce on pressure will eliminate that negative pressure, that impedance out when you will have more cooling effect out of the radiator. That's one of the biggest advantage of it. That's what we don't base our, our fans out of CFM because that's the error that everybody got. Um, as you mentioned before, we come from aeronautical backgrounds where we have other effects of drag that are brought into the picture, making it a, this is the problem that you get with a rotating mass that is not removing the same um, resistance that is actually creating. That's one of the advantages. The other advantage is the amount of amp draw that our fans produce. Um, on a similar fan, a startup, we have seen up to 80 um, amp spikes at startup. And then once, once their fans kick down, their fans just go zero, 100. And you have that big air spike, um, electrical spike going in, and then you have 20, 25 amp draw while the car is operating. Realize that, and I'm talking just a 10 inch fan. I'm not talking huge fan, just in a 10 inch fan. For every 24 amps is one horsepower loss on your car. Sometimes that horsepower, when you're in a category that everybody has to have the same amount of horsepower can make a huge difference. Also, once you start running the orphan, once orphans and bench tests, um, produce 0.2 amps startup. Once they start up on a core, they can go up to one amp rather than 80 amps. And then it will ramp up gradually. We'll have two speeds into, they will be ramping up until they're a full blast. Also, as Andy was saying before, our fans are intelligent fans. So we can control when that is gonna kick in. We have some setups where we have two fans going on, one running full blast and the other one just alternating as it needed just to conserve 
the electricity on the car to produce extra horsepower. Wow, that is, uh, that's pretty amazing, all the things that you guys have thought about um, that will actually make a big difference for a lot of people, for sure. We have just a, a minute or so left, gentlemen. Is there anything about steel racing products that you want to let folks know about? I know it's more about brake cooling uh, and, and, and radiator fans and all of that. There are other products you offer as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, I want to say that oftentimes it, it starts there, and then the conversation goes, you know, way elsewhere of doing a custom solution, whether it's a, a software specific program or it's a, a custom mechanical build that implements or integrates some of these systems all together. Uh, we do it all. So this is all in house. We have the talent, we have uh, the experience and we've been doing this for the past eight years now. Just, you know, we're used to wanting things yesterday, but not saying that we like that, but you know, we always deliver. So we, um, we're certainly, you know, proud to be a part of this industry. And uh, we're thankful for uh, people like yourself that help talk about it and promote the industry, uh, because it is a much needed thing that, uh, you know, in a, in a tradition and a legacy that people have, uh, we want to keep preserving. Uh, I also do want to mention, I, I want to thank my friends here at Crown Concepts here in Tucson. We're uh, I'm just going to pick up my phone and show you some things that we're getting involved in over here with uh, I and I'm sure some of the participants have uh, a deal with those radical race cars. Um, there it's uh, it's more of a European ser type series, but uh, can you see that? Um, let's see. Let me let me flip my uh, phone. Sorry about that. Nope, I don't know how to do that. So I'm just going to point it. So, so these are um, these cars here are uh, basically kind of the you know the road racing type equivalent of uh, the GT you know the IMSA LMP2 type vehicles, but they're being more introduced here in the United States. Crown Concepts does um, they do race prep for them, and they're right here. They're right by us uh, at our shop. So we have a great partnership with them, a great collaboration, uh, and you know it's much quieter than my shop right now. So. <laughs> well, Andy and LP, we can't thank you enough for being part of Online Race Industry Week and uh, everything that you guys do with steel racing products. Thank you so much for your time. And want to remind people, you can go to epartrade.com. Uh, sign up if you haven't yet. It just takes a couple of minutes, but go to the steel racing products page where you can contact them directly through there. I appreciate you, gentlemen. You're welcome. Thank hey, you. I just want to say also, if you dream about it, we get to us, we can probably make it happen. We're race enthusiasts too, and looking for ways to improve. We know that we have just barely scratched the beginning of it and there's more to learn. So if you have something on your dreams that you wanna make happen, contact us, we can actually make it work and we'll both of us learn in the, at the same time. So I, thank you very much for, for hosting us and it's been a pleasure. Um, you can follow us on the social medias also to learn more about. We just dropped some of the difference that we do. And also at ePart Trade, we put our, our different knowledge, not just only the products, why our products are different than others. Awesome. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Well, th Appreciate thank that. you, Andy, and thank you, Pedro. And if I may say this, Andy, uh, here at ePart Trade, we are big fans uh, of SP. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that little plug-in. Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, 
email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.